2: Illinois down to one second and one play. Longest play of the day was the Chase Brown run, 37 yards. Back to pass, DeVito, going deep, deep left, jump ball, incomplete. Now it's over. Michigan wins it to stay undefeated. Ahead of their game with Ohio State. The Illini go to seven and four. And they will finish the regular season next week in Evanston, who battled Purdue today for the Land of Lincoln Trophy.
3: And Cordell Stewart miracle pass in honor of Ryan Walters, and Illinois is two points short of an upset. It would have been their first top five victory since the the defeat of Ohio State back in 2007. A valiant effort, and our Fasteners Etc. postgame show is coming up. But first, it's our Rapid Reaction. I'm Scott Beatty with Evan Kahn. And our rapid reaction is brought to you by Cozat Asset Management for over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and building lasting relationships with clients. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything in my reaction uh, because it it's disappointing. And I and Brett Bielman used the word soul robbing. But I do think Illinois played about as well as you could expect at this point in the year with what they had. I don't really have, I don't really have too much uh, to criticize in the terms of how the team approached this game.
4: No, I I would agree, and I know people don't like moral victories, and, and this isn't going to be a game that you look back on and, and you say, "Remember when Illinois almost won?" But I think you can see where Illinois is almost there, and Illinois did play a, a near perfect game. It's just it comes down to to little costly penalties, not being able to get first downs when you need them and that was the difference. Michigan was able to do those kinds of things, limited the penalties and they came away with the win and Illinois had everything against them and to finish within two points. Yeah, it's not going to be a perfect weekend for the Illini, but thought they had a pretty good show showing today at the big house.
3: And Michigan is a very good football team. And
4: yeah, they're they not still bad. Have. They're not days. bad, but you can days. see how much one player can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blake Corum
3: absent for almost all of the second half, and Illinois loses 19-17. to It is a three-game losing streak, and Illinois with one left in the regular season, and then a bowl game. The West Division title hopes are gone. Purdue wins today. We'll talk about it with you when we come back. Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show. The number to call is 217-356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 217-351-5357.
1: game day coverage continues on your flagship home for fighting Allinai athletics, News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts on the First State Bank Allinai fan line, 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners, Etc. Postgame Show with your hosts, Scott Beatty, Evan Kahn, and Michael Martin. In the gun is McCarthy, hands to
2: Corm, trying to turn the corner, has a block to the outside, tripped up, and did he fumble the football? Well, he's down at the Blake, is down. 13, oh and Corum may be hurt.
5: After review, the runner lost control of the ball before he was down.
6: It was immediately recovered by the defense. It will be first down Illinois on the 13 yard line.
2: <laughs> we'll Three-two take it.
3: Blake Corum, a Heisman candidate, more than just a Heisman candidate, a potential front runner for Michigan. Went down on that play. Tried to get, uh, make a go of it for the Wolverines in the second half. Couldn't do it. And Illinois uh, ends up in a what was a tight game throughout, losing just by two points. Michigan without their star running back for the second half. Jake Moody, who is one of the best kickers in the country, was money all second half. And he puts Michigan ahead 19-17. Illinois had, uh, had ball in hand. With three minutes and 14 seconds to go on their own 25, needed a couple of first downs, maybe a third one to bleed out the clock, could not get a first down, and a short punt followed by a Michigan drive for a 35-yard game winner. Illinois had a couple of chances for some miracles, but that didn't happen with nine seconds left. And it's a 19-17 win uh, win for the Wolverines. They're 11-0, and Illinois is now 7-4 and with one game remaining in the regular season. Welcome back, everybody. Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show. The fan line is 217-356-9397. I'm Scott Beatty with Evan Kahn. Joey Wright is on the screen and on uh, the scoreboard updates today. Let's go to the lines. First up is Alan in Urbana. Go ahead, Alan.
5: Hey, Scott, you pretty much said what I wanted to say, but I'll try to say it in a different way. <laughs> um, first, I, I think, let me say, I think we have great croaches. We're on the right track. I remember Bielema saying last year you have to learn how not to lose before you can win my call is practically the same as it was last week at the end of the first half against purdue we had two minutes to go we ran the ball we ran the ball they got it scored a touchdown this week we get the ball with three minutes to go michigan has all three timeouts the best field goal kicker in the country if we don't get a first down we're punting against the wind and they are practically in field goal position we know we have to get at least like you said two or three first downs to have a chance to win and what do we do we run we run and then on third down we think oh well maybe we should pass and that turns into a quarterback run which is short of the first down you've got to play to win these games we are way too conservative every time we get a lead we try to run the ball and run the clock out we could have easily won this game I'm not saying we would have gotten those first downs, but we would have had a much better chance if we would have passed the ball on first or second down instead of running the ball. It's it's disappointing, but I still think we're on the right track. Still think we got a great future, but this one really sucked.
3: It does. It's hard on of fans, um, you know, because it's 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 tough to be so close. Um, and and like you said, Evan, it's. You know, nobody really is in the business of moral victories, but I still think there's objective progress that you can see with how Illinois played, Um, and we can get into you know the the play calling decisions. I I know there's a lot of uh, people out there that have are voicing their opinions one way or another on it. But we'll keep going here with the phone lines. Yeah, I'm and... just going to
4: get it out there that I, I wholeheartedly disagree with that opinion, and I have a feeling we're going to hear a couple more of them. So I just want to let everybody get it out first.
3: <laughs> Let's go to Peter in Urbana. Hey, Peter.
7: Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, obviously disappointed uh you know, I, I could go through that last series too, but but the, the the thing I found strange is the series before that. We were trying to go out and win the game. We were driving the ball down the field, doing a hurry up offense, and I appreciated that. And you know, it was just disappointing that the that the the last series was was conservative uh, to me to a fault. But and 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 I also just say uh, in terms of take some solace in the fact that we're kind of be, we're in the lucky to be in the position we were in at the end of the game. I mean, the, the 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 fumble by Corum was only you know they were driving for a score, and uh, the only reason that happened is because of a hit and him is being so much pain he dropped the ball. But that was going to be a scoring drive for Michigan at that point, and then the you know the referee mistake by not calling Illinois player in the neutral zone, followed by a pass that should have been caught for a touchdown by Michigan that would have put us behind the eight ball in trying to win this game uh, as well. So you know I, I kind of balance out. Uh, the, the fact that you know we, we lost by two points at the very end uh, because it, it could have been a situation we were down and trying to come back, but it, it, it's just a tremendous effort. It just it's too bad that uh, you know that, that obviously it didn't turn out in our favor in this situation. But but you know didn't expect that game at all. Expected a you know a twenty eight point uh, win by Michigan as well. So so again, I, I think it was a tremendous effort. My my only concern now after this game. Is that Illinois is not going to show up to play against Northwestern, and Northwestern is going to treat it as a bowl, bowl game. They they've been playing physical and, and, and at least staying in games. And I'm just I'm worried that Illinois is going to treat that now as uh, as we don't we have what what like the game doesn't mean anything, and Northwestern is going to embarrass us by winning their second game of the year. That's my only concern about losing a game like we did today. Yeah, Peter.
3: To be honest, that same thought has entered my mind. I think this coaching staff has the players in a better frame of mind um i th- i think but uh, you're you're right i mean there's some you know definitely pride on the line and to have an eight win season instead of seven before you go to the bowl i mean there's all kinds of reasons to, to be motivated plus the trophy and rivalry and all that but that thought crossed my mind i'll i'll admit it and uh We'll see how that plays out uh, as it goes along. Appreciate the call. 217-356-9397. We're an optimistic
4: uh, bunch as Illinois football fans, right? (laughs) Right. Game this week's already over. Well, we're probably going to lose next week. I love that attitude.
3: It's the nature of fandom. Up to Rockford and Jim. Let's see if there's optimism up there. Hey, Jim
6: part of the reason we don't have the optimism guys is for people like me who follow this longer than you guys and knowing how we have floundered against Northwestern coming off of games like this. So it's nothing more than just a product of history and statistics that prove up why we feel that way. But aside, that's not why I'm calling. First thing I'd like to say, and I was hoping others would say this most important separate from the game today is I I feel absolutely awful for Brett with his mother passing. It's just an awful time of year for this to happen. And for him to go about and do his business today about when the game really says a lot. And I just, I hope nothing but the best for him in getting through all of this, what I'd like to focus on. And I hope I've been consistent through the years in my calls. There's probably no one that grovels more about officiating than I do, but I never look at calls that happen in the first quarter or the second quarter or even third and fourth quarter early fourth quarter that are egregious one way or another, because you have plenty of time to make up for it. But with 53 seconds in the game on a fourth and four, Michigan clearly runs a pick play that works to perfection. Instead, that should have been called. Now they got a long fourth down to try to pick up. If you watch the replay, it's all over Twitter right now. There's two sets of official heads squarely with their eyes on the play. And not one of them has the courage to call it to me that's right up there with the Anthony Thomas fumble in 2000 when you don't have time to overcome something like that. And I guess that's my point in all of this, is we've been talking about this for over 20 years. They brought in replay 17 years ago to try to ward off the bad calls that favor the good teams. Now, granted, something like this isn't reviewable. But nothing is ever going to change. The have programs are always going to get these calls. The have-nots are never going to have it. Brett can gripe and moan, Josh can gripe and moan, we can keep sending tape to the league office, they'll dust off the apology letter, and nothing will ever happen because of it. And it just sickens me because there's nothing, there is absolutely no semblance of an even playing field in games like this, especially late in the year when teams are contending for the bowl championship series. It even becomes more egregious and more noticeable, and I'm so sick of it. I, I hate the league because of this, because they deny, and it happens year over year, and they refuse to fix it.
3: Well, this has seemed to be a very acute year for, for calls that have gone against Illinois, and maybe that's because Illinois has been much more competitive and in ball games. So, uh, you, you know, it stands out. Um yeah, I I mean I didn't I ha- haven't seen the, the the replay on Twitter yet, but Brett Bielma specifically mentioned it in his post game, um, and this is a guy who's bad. yeah I mean this guy is you know obviously in in a in a sad uh, moment in his life and he's making sure that that gets put out there uh, on the post game radio. So yep, they missed it. They also missed. Uh, I I don't understand how that uh, catch wasn't overturned. Um, in, in, on the last drive, I think they're still within field goal range, and it's maybe immaterial. But uh, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I'm, I'm, with you there, Jim. I don't get it. Um, I, I want to believe the best that it's everybody's just trying to be objective. Referees are human. Um, but if there is, if I know it feels like sometimes they just they want Michigan or they want the Ohio States to to avoid these upsets because they're. That's who they're, they are who they are, or you know they've got the best chance of advancing in the postseason. I don't know. That, you know it's not fair to you know accuse that. It's just I understand why you wonder about it.
4: I and yeah, I I honestly I liked the officiating today. I liked that they let him play for three and a half quarters. And like Martin pointed out on the broadcast, it's the inconsistency in the way that it changes late in games. I I thought that the way that they were calling it early was fine. If you're not going to throw a, a pass interference on. on brian hightower getting his arm pulled i don't think you should call it when the michigan guy gets his arm pulled
3: i agree i still think they were better way better than uh than than the last week in terms of the officiating illinois scene all right time for our mx electrifying player of the game mx electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial projects call nikita i'm sorry just give them a call Somebody, maybe somebody named Nikita may answer, but maybe somebody else. Two one seven three five nine seven two nine three to schedule your project. And remember, relax. Call Max. Okay, we uh, we're gonna have to workshop this here a little bit because we didn't we didn't pregame our player of the game. No. Nope. I, I could go one on each side for sure. That's kind uh, of the way I was thinking. Uh, so you, you wanna you wanna pick one? You wanna just play a highlight and and, and reveal it? Um, but I mean.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's pretty obvious the guy who scored the most points for Michigan in a game where the team that scores the most points wins, um, you, you probably lean towards him. And then the same on the Illinois side. I mean, what what more can Jace tra- Chase Brown, I can't get his name right the last week, I don't know why, but I don't know what more he can do on offense except for get maybe a, a little more push there on that last drive. Well, and I was when I said both sides, I
3: was thinking both sides of the ball for Illinois. Oh. <laughs> well, we <laughs> could do that too, although... I don't know if we have a highlight for Devin Witherspoon, but Devin Witherspoon just had a... I think made some money today. Some future money.
4: He, he does each week. I thought he showed out last week, and he did the same this week. I was trying to think, did I play that one? I don't think so. It's hidden in here somewhere, but I do have a Devin Witherspoon highlight. But right, I mean... If we're being fair, in all fairness, you've got to give one of the players to the game on the winning side, right?
3: Yeah, often. I mean...
8: Where was yeah. this highlight? I mean, this Jake
3: is... I Jake know Moody's, where it was. Jake Moody's, Moody's really good. But but also, I mean, Chase Brown, this week it was, was he going to play?
9: Mm.
4: <laughs> well, and, 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 three and three we can minor. clearly see that that was very good theatrics by him getting the ball 29 times to carry it and once through the air.
10: Yeah,
4: but I I would not be surprised if he didn't
3: practice at all this week. I mean, take yeah, ramps. I mean, maybe maybe. Yeah, not. yeah, guys, I'm good.
4: Yeah, which which he is. But all right, we we'll well, we'll we'll play them all here. All right, because that's what I do. Right, I collect these highlights. So we might as well give them some airplay. Uh,
2: you know what? There's Sometimes six minutes you... to go here. in the...
4: Go for it. I was going to say, sometimes
3: you prepare all this audio and then uh, you don't get to play it because, you know, there's technical mishaps or whatever. So you want to make exactly. sure your your efforts don't go for va- in vain like they may have in in pregame today.
4: Yeah, it happens from time to time. But let's let's hear some good stuff from the Illini
2: today. Under six minutes to go here in the third in Ann Arbor. Hand off to Stokes, and he is dropped like a rock. At the 35-yard line, Witherspoon again with a big hit. My ah. goodness. They're at the Illinois... Third and two at the eight, up Michigan, handoff, Brown, surges ahead, he's got a touchdown! Touchdown, Chase Brown, he bursts through the line, they had him initially, eight yards, touchdown Illinois! How do you like that? And what a response after a shaky start at the beginning of the third quarter. Oh, that's a grown man drive right there, and I love the finish
3: amazing uh, uh, by the way, Illinois is the first team this year to score a touchdown in the third quarter against Michigan hmm. Michigan had allowed six points total in the third quarter in the first 10 ball games so they were off uh, at, teams were averaging 0. 0.6 points against Michigan through 10 ball games coming into this one. Uh, so, Illinois able to put up uh, 14 points in the third quarter, but unfortunately were stymied in the fourth quarter when Michigan did not score any touchdowns but had three field goals, and they had four field goals total in the second half. And they win this one by uh, two points. So, that is it. Our MX Electrifying Player of the Game for sure, Chase Brown. Honorable mention there to Devin Witherspoon. And uh, well, if Jake Moody wants a little share of it too. He, he's, he's welcome to it. We won't we won't hold it back from him. All right we've got calls and texts to get to when we return and more about the uh, fourth quarter play calling is, is a topic on the text line on the Twitter sphere and maybe on the phone line too back in a moment. Fasters et etc postgame show.
1: The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasters, et cetera postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 217-351-5357.
2: Shotgun snap, hand to Corum trying to turn the corner, and Johnny Newton there to grab him and drops him. Back at the 37-yard line. He'll lose a yard. It'll be 4th and 10 for Michigan. All right, Illinois
3: loses 19-17. to 17. A field goal winner by Jake Moody is the difference in the game. Welcome back, Fasteners, Etc. post-game show. 217-356-9397 to talk to us. And if you want to text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 217-351-5357. To Georgia, Athens, where the number one team in the nation resides, we find Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on with us. Hey, my wife's a big
11: Bulldogs fan. I follow them, but I, I'm an eye fan, and uh, another gut-wrenching loss. At least seven in the
3: last two years. Well, every loss this I, year has been by one score.
11: Yeah, I know, and it's it's gut-wrenching. You know, yep. I like Coach Belama, but I think maybe some of his assistants. Uh, <laughs> Might be responsible for some of the uh, losses here. I understand there was some uh, questionable play calling today.
3: Well, people are questioning it. According to some. I guess it gets—I de- mean—debated. De- you can debate whether it was questionable, but um, yeah, I mean, when Illinois doesn't convert on fourth downs, that's that's a problem. Now, the, in the winning streak, I looked it up here. In the winning streak, the six-game winning streak, Illinois was nine. Of 12 on fourth down. In this losing streak, they were 1 of 6 coming into the game, plus uh, whatever they did today, which I think was 1 of 2, or uh, where are we? Oh, uh, for 2. Okay, so 1 for 8 in this uh, uh, now three-game losing streak. So yeah. they're, they're not converting them. Um, yep. But, I mean, I, I guess you know the question is, is it lack of execution, or is it the wrong play call? Maybe it's both. But um, yeah, I guess if we just go sure. in to say right now, uh, you know, Illinois needed to get twenty yards. Yeah. On with, with and they didn't get it. Yeah. A- at some point, players got to make plays, and they were yeah. asked to make plays against really good players, and they didn't do it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much you want to pin it on on play calling.
11: Yeah, it could be the. Uh, lacks of execution, but I'm glad to see Chase Brown is in there again. Oh, After yeah. last week, I wasn't sure.
7: Great but sell job. They should win
11: next week and finish what eight
3: and four. Yep. yep. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for the call. Sure. Bye. Fan line is two one seven three five six nine three nine seven up to Ran Tool, and that's where we have Rich. Hey, Rich, you're on the air.
9: Hey, let's talk a little bit about some positive stuff today. What about the guts of this team, the players? We stood doze and doze with those guys after two crappy games in a row. We were right there. A play call here, there, maybe an officials call, and we win that game. But it wasn't because of lack of effort from the team in general. And so our stars shine. You know, your stars have to shine in these big games. Our shine pretty good, not quite at the end, is all. I couldn't hear nothing I don't want to hear nothing negative about this team, the players. Can you imagine what the decibel level was down on that field for that last drive?
3: Not as loud as it's usually at Michigan Stadium. It looked a little emptier. (laughs) But uh, your your point is your point's valid. It, It it's it was crowded and
9: loud. And it was windy and cold and we might have played the wind a little better with our whatever that's a little coaching stuff. I don't even I like those guys too. I don't want to badmouth them. How could we possibly be too disappointed? Look where we've come from.
3: Yep. Yep, it it's it's I just think it is. You know, and I'll say this, to me it is okay to be disappointed. It's if you're a fan here, um it's a you know, Bielma himself said soul robbing <laughs> to lose like that. I think you would still take it over a two, three, four score loss, and uh, it's not as good as a win. Um, yeah, well, we've
9: been we've it, been embarrassing in the last few years before Blue Bill oh, yeah. started.
3: Yeah, no, Illinois, Illinois played. They played their guts out today. There's no question. They
9: surely yeah. did. They deserve all the credit in the world. It's just a shame we couldn't figure it out at the end.
4: Yep. Yeah. There, there's, Thanks, Rich. There's something to be said about. Being able to walk into a place with one hundred thousand people rooting against you and prove them wrong, than walking into a half full stadium and trying to get them to cheer for you. I, I, there is just something about this team on the road. They they got a, a little different magic than playing at Memorial Stadium. Um,
3: several textures have have referenced the you know the fourth down play calling and, and what you ha- what have you. And I, I think I spoke my piece. Um, I just I think you you look. You, you got to call something, and, and somebody's got to do it, and I don't think they were ridiculous calls. I mean, at some point, you got to get the yards that are in front of you. It's a game of
4: football. Go yeah, gain yards. Yeah, you in that situation with Michigan having three timeouts, that's it. Those are the only chances with Illinois having the ball for them to stop the clock. If you set yourself up to stop the clock for them – that is bad play calling. And you saw what happened when Tommy DeVito dropped back on third down. The interior line did not hold up its end of the bargain today. And they got beat, and Tommy had to bail. What you, what do you do? You put the ball in the best player on this team's hands. And who is that? It's the guy who could be going to New York for a Heisman and Chase Brown. You don't drop back. You don't give Michigan a chance to take the ball in their territory. It, it, yeah. I mean, that's just football. That's football 101. If, if he had dropped back on first down and it's an incompletion, boom. Michigan's got three timeouts. It's second down and 10. You're already putting yourself behind the, the sticks. And you, you've handed Michigan a, a gift that the players have to execute. You needed 20 yards. You needed the O-line to have the drive of its life. And it got pushed around by one of the best defenses in the land. What more can you say? Spot on. Mic drop. Yeah. We'll come back
3: and get our scoreboard update. Welcome more calls and texts. 217-356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line is 217-351-5357.
12: You know, I thought uh, going back to last Sunday, you know, when we started to watch these guys on film and, and uh, took a sneak peek at these guys during our second bye week, I just felt it was going to be a good matchup up front. Uh, the way we play defensively with our hands, I thought we'd be able to uh, control control the line of scrimmage. They're they obviously a good football team, got a good running back, but um, I thought if we could make it a you know more of a throw game, I thought we'd have a chance. And our guys played off, <laughs> had a chance to win the game, but obviously felt a little short.
4: That's why they pay me the big bucks for that editing right there.
3: (laughs) Chase Brown is one of just three players since 2015 to have more than 140 yards in a game at Michigan. The other two were Ohio State running backs, one named J.K. Dobbins in 2019, another guy named Ezekiel Elliott back in 2015.
4: Those guys... Wear NFL jerseys on Sundays.
3: Chase Brown may be wearing one as well. Twenty-nine carries, one hundred and forty yards, one hundred and forty yards, two touchdowns, and with including the thirty-seven yarder. Blake Corum from Michigan had one hundred and eight yards in the first half, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Her one. Mom, I think one carry end. in the second half, and yeah,
4: he couldn't go.
3: Uh, Blake Corum's really, really good. Oh yeah. Phone line here on the Fasters, etc. post-game show. Illinois loses by two. Sarah is in Chicago. Hi, Sarah.
13: Hi, guys. Tough game today. The players, yeah. I mean, you got to give them props. They came out and played their hearts out. They did a great job. Um, I really feel for them because they were right there. And, uh, you know, I think I mentioned this last week, too, and it, I sound like a, I'm just repeating myself. Um I know you're defending the offensive coordinator, guys. I get it. And you always say, "I." you've said it before, the players have to execute. I get that. But you have to put – the offensive coordinator needs to call plays to put them in a position to succeed. And right, calling plays to run up the middle multiple times on the goal line, not, not just this game, but, you know, this whole season. Call two running plays and then a passing play. You cannot – I mean – it's telegraphing it. And you're right, our interior offensive line has not had the push. So call something different. Call something else. Call a bootleg. Call a jet sweep. Call something. But put him in a position to succeed. You need to do that as an offensive coordinator. I'm a bit baffled why Lenny already has an extension. But, hey, not my call, so <laughs> whatever. And, again, the refs... Um, I, man, it's disappointing for the kids. Disappointing, and the Big Ten doesn't address it. So, um, But anyway, team played great. We got to go get that win at Northwestern and then go have fun at a bowl. But uh, props to the team. Chase Brown is a beast, and kid has played his heart out for Illinois. So amazing, and uh, thanks.
3: Thank you, Sarah. Uh, you're right that an offensive coordinator and the rest of the coaching staff, they're, they are tasked with giving – Players the best chance to succeed. I, you know I don't know what else is in the playbook and and obviously if a play didn't work maybe something else would have. Um, but at the end of the day you got to do something. Run plays are fine there, and and, and players still have to make plays. Uh, that's what I'm saying. And and I'm not saying that Barry Lunny is infallible and you know never makes the wrong call. I'm not but saying right that there, at all.
4: Right there, I don't think he was wrong.
3: Yeah. I mean, I didn't look at that and go, why are you running the football up the middle and trying to gain some yards? because that's all that was a ball game. If you do that, that was all. That was all. Um, this offense is objectively better than it was last year, and this offense does not have the level of play across the board yet that is
4: needed. To win yeah, a division three, title. Three, three drops. Three really bad drops from wide receivers. That's who you want to give the ball to, not Chase Brown? I mean, come on. Come and, on.
3: And I don't know if she's saying don't <laughs> give it to Chase Brown. I think she's maybe saying, you know, run – I mean, maybe run a different play design or something. But, I mean – Again, at the end of the day. That's the
4: that's the play that got Chase Brown a 37-yard touchdown and an 8-yard touchdown. I mean, that's just what they run. And like yeah. Martin said, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time when it doesn't work, it's because the offensive line isn't doing their job.
3: Or they're just not as good as the defense in front of them. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the other side of it. I mean, Michigan's good. And they Michigan's are. better. They're a better football team. Pure and simple. I'm not saying they can't lose. They couldn't. Have, I mean, I'm not saying Illinois couldn't have won the game. I'm just saying Michigan's a better football team. And in crunch time, there, Michigan made a few more plays. Should we
4: get an update? I think we got a caller. One more caller oh, okay. coming in.
3: We'll get the call in. Uh, let me get a text in here or two while we are getting that situated here on the fasteners, etc. Post game show two one seven three five one five three five seven great effort today but we can't spoil it with a northwestern loss I think the team will rally um how close was that it's a 2 one, seven uh, uh, how close was that late catch ref call they are having a good season despite the loss oh you're saying the team is, yeah the team is having a good season despite the loss uh, like I said I, I don't know why it didn't get overturned it may have been immaterial though. Um, another texture says there's no way that was a catch on the final drive. <laughs> um, so now you can tack on Michigan to the poor play calling in Indiana and Purdue. It is not a coincidence or random anymore that the refs have it out for Illinois. Um, another texture says Lunny's play calling is horrible. Um, being conservative, being aggressive and not conservative will get more wins than not onto the next week. Um so yeah, there's some of the texts that are are coming in. We you know, and, and callers have expressed, and we're seeing you know, it was a great effort, all that kind of stuff. Tolono, and uh, let's see, is this
8: Daryl or David? Yes, it is. Daryl, okay, go ahead, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree with that lady that just called. Uh, everybody predicted what they were going to do when they got the ball with three minutes to go. I called every play. I mean, two runs up the middle and throw. And uh, the Michigan fans, the Michigan coaches, all the uh, uh, Illinois fans predicted this. And, uh, you know, you don't play to lose. You let DeVito throw the ball or uh, throw the tight end or a screen pass, anything, but run chase up the middle. They knew that was coming. And they lost that game. All they needed was a couple first downs. And all they had to do was do that, and they had this game. And it was conservative, and we've seen it before. And that was bad playing calling. It wasn't the players.
7: That's all I got.
3: And his name is Steve. Hello,
0: Steve. What's up, my brother Scott? Hey, Evan, what's going on? Hey, hey Steve, he's back. Hey, hey wait, hey, you act like you didn't know who I was. Didn't my man tell you who i called? I'm the only Steve <laughs> from Fury calls you got. A, come on, man. Come on. Man. I know, hey, it's okay. but it's been a minute, and I didn't want to get. Listen, you know.
4: Scott, it's hey, been hey, a minute. You,
0: you, you guys uh, kicked me to the curb, and now, now you act like you don't know me. No, <laughs> come on, man. Simeon. why you treat, Simeon why you treat was, me this way.
4: Simeon was looking for you last night. We were hanging out real late.
0: Oh, well, hey, yeah, you know, I'll been. i be honest. Hey, let me tell you something. You know, I ain't got nothing but love for you two. Hey, uh, you've been doing a wonderful job, football season, uh, some of these crazy people to call in, basketball season last year, finished up strong, you know, you guys, hey, you, you're too nice, I've told you guys that long before, too <laughs> nice, some of these callers, I, I couldn't take them, so I, you know what, I just say, you know, I did one of them Jack Bauer imitations, Evan, you probably don't know who Jack Bauer is, <laughs> Scott, maybe you do, hey, I, I just went off the grid, I went off the grid, you know.
4: You gotta I, do that I, from I, time I, to time, I don't blame you. Y-
0: y- you know, these people call in, and they just want to hear themselves talk. And you guys are nice, and you let them <laughs> talk. Make them feel like they know what they're talking about, and they're important and stuff. I couldn't take it. So it's a lot of times I just catch you guys on a podcast. Some of them clowns call in. I just go right through them, you know. So, But, hey, it, 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 like I said, you guys wonderful. Hey, this football team I'm so proud of, you know, uh, we put ourselves in a situation to control our own destiny. I know it had not gone well for us the past few weeks, but uh, – I tell you, I had a 7-5, and five, you know, around Peoria. I tell you, we got 7-5 people looked at me like I'm crazy, like take off that Illinois gear. I'm like, okay, just wait. You know, it could have been a lot better, but, it, hey, you know, we're still going bowling. Uh, hopefully now, you know, I thought we'd be going to Indianapolis and, you know, uh, New Year's Day, bowl, this that, and the, But, hey, might have a chance. You know, Oregon State, my other team out there, you know, they're bowl eligible. Maybe we can meet up so I can take uh, Zoe, Hannah, and, and Samuel to a bowl game. That would be good with me. So, uh, everybody's doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, these people talking about uh, Lenny, you know, the plays, this that, and other. C- correct me if I'm wrong. First of all, let me ask you guys something. No one's mentioned this. The the play where uh, uh, the quarterback from Michigan, uh, they fumbled the snap in the fourth quarter, and he got down. He bent down and picked it up. Wasn't his knee on the ground? Isn't he down, then?
4: So I close. Thought? It was so huh? close, but he got oh. up.
0: Oh. Yeah. Uh, you know, and these referees been mistreating this all year, and I don't like talking about referees, but, hey, they must have got a bone to pick with Bielema or something. I'm like, what's up? All through the year. But, uh, hey, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm proud of these guys. Um, it's been, they've been fun to watch. You know, I've been down. Last week was so cold down there watching the game. But, it's, you know, I'm there. I'm, I'm there. Every home game. I saw Michael get off the uh, elevator One uh was the Michigan State game. And I was going to grab him and tell him to tell you guys hello. I was going up. You know, I'm too old to walk up the ramps now, so I got to take the elevator up to my seats. Uh, but but he was moving too fast. You know, I don't move as fast as I used to. Um, but uh, moving like I, a
3: long snapper.
0: Oh look, well yeah, he was. I, I'm 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 uh, moving like a, a short snapper. But never mind. That's another <laughs> problem I have. Uh, but uh, uh, hey hey, you guys, like I said, wonderful. Tell Simeon I say hello. You know, he been drinking all that Kool-Aid and telling my boy from Virginia, Mister Epps. He, hey, he's a real deal, like like he said. Um, so. Uh, I just wanted to call and holler at you guys, and and, and about Lenny, uh, you know, people getting on about the calls. This that, and other. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't doesn't I mean, the, uh, Coach Bielema wears a headset, and I think everything's going through that headset. Happy
1: birthday to us! Oh, okay. you're, you're still welcome. going.
0: I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, but he doesn't have the final say <laughs> on the calls? So don't 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 put it all on the OC there. You know, everybody's in this together, and I love the staff. Keep them together. Give them some more money. Whitman, pay them. Pay, them. pay the people. Keep them together. So, uh, hey, we're going bowling. Like I say, hopefully uh, we're going to – hey, don't worry about Northwest. We're going to kick their butts, you know. So, uh, uh, hey, let's just I pull for Oregon you know State and course. Illinois to meet in the bowl. So, <laughs> hey, love you guys. Thanks for having me on. I- I'm with you, you know. But, uh, hey, like I say, you guys are too nice, man. Come on. Let me come down there one day and run the show, and I'll show you how to do it. Some of these people, click, 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 click. Okay, call me, call me next time, but never mind. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys, I love you. Take care. He's from Peoria!
3: Thank you, Steve. It's it it warms my heart to hear you and when you say we're too nice, just as everyone suspects that there's conspiracy by the Big Ten officials against Illinois, there's people that suspect we actually like callers. (laughs) We do. We actually And it is true. I can confirm the conspiracy.
4: You guys keep the, the conversation going.
3: If we can if if people are calling in and we're disagreeing about football or basketball, life's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So,
4: Content, uh, baby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was good to hear from Steve. And, yeah, if, it's, uh, if, if Illinois were to play Oregon State, it's the Zoe Bowl. I'm calling it now. It's <laughs> not fair to the rest of uh, his grandchildren because there's more. But Zoe was the first, so I'm mm-hmm. just calling it the Zoe Bowl. Yep.
4: Good to hear from him.
3: All right. right, let's. Uh, do we got anybody else? Or are, we, are we ready for an update?
4: I think we've, we've got time for an update here.
3: All right. Time for Joey Wright, who went to school at Peoria.
14: That's right. <laughs> Bradley University. They, uh, they're they playing basketball right now. They're playing SEMO. I'll have to get a, a score there. But, um, well, you don't have to, but well, yeah. if we need... <laughs> the, the, I, they played I, no that's a great point the women the Bradley women's team did beat uh, McNeese State though earlier today common opponent with uh, Illinois so McNeese State uh, off to a slow start but let let's talk some football let's uh, let's knock basketball back to tomorrow take a look at some top twenty five games let's start in West Virginia Kansas State leading West Virginia 48-25, 12-24 left in the fourth quarter there. Oregon State, just mentioned them. They're 23rd in the country. They're at Arizona State right now and leading 31-7, 8-39 left in the final frame there. Number 18, Notre Dame. They're going to beat Boston College, winning 44-0, 538 left in the third quarter. Good day for the Irish. Georgia up on Kentucky, 9-0. At halftime, top-ranked Bulldogs maybe in a little bit of trouble. We'll see if Kentucky can Dig back into that one at home. Number two, Ohio State. They're at Maryland right now and trailing 13-10. 3.52 left in the second quarter in Maryland. Number nine, Clemson leading Miami at halftime, 24-0. Clemson's at home. Penn State's on the road. They're number 11 in the country and leading Rutgers, 21-10. 6-11 for the second quarter there. Unranked Louisville up on number 24, NC State at halftime. 13-3. 13-3 and number 25 Cincinnati is at Temple in leading 17-nothing 9:55 left in the second quarter to some ranked games that have gone final Navy upsets number 20 UCF on the road 17-14 the final there TCU number 4 in the country a last second field goal against Baylor to remain undefeated number 8 Alabama takes down Austin P at home 34-nothing Number 19, Florida State rolls against Louisiana, 49 17. And some games later tonight. Number 14, Ole Miss is at Arkansas. Number 13, North Carolina will host Georgia Tech. Number 5, Tennessee is at South Carolina. Number 22, Oklahoma State is at Oklahoma. Bedlam there. Battle for uh, California, battle for LA. UCLA hosting USC. That's 16 versus 11 tonight. Number six LSU is at UA, or uh, rather, hosting UAB. Number 17 Washington hosts Colorado. Number 12 Oregon hosts number 10 Utah and number 21 Tulane on Thursday night. Beat SMU, 59-24 at home. And a quick look around the Big Ten, if we have time. Not a lot of games that we didn't already cover, but there are a few. Iowa leading Minnesota in Minnesota, 10-7, 10-24 left in the second quarter there. That game's on Fox. And then some games that have gone final. Wisconsin, a narrow win over Nebraska at Nebraska, 15-14 earlier. And Purdue takes down Northwestern, 17-9 earlier today at home. And Indiana in double overtime beats Michigan State. 39-31, 3931 that's a look around the top 25 and the big 10.
4: I got a bone to pick with TCU now I'm very glad that they keep winning because it increases the chances that we don't have a whole bunch of SCCs in the college football playoff but this team wins by one by missing a f- point after and going for two when they didn't need to and they don't cover the two and a half I am not very happy with TCU
3: no I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be either so, might be a lot of people feeling the same way out in Las Vegas right now.
4: Yeah, but the TCU fans, they'll take that 1 point win.
3: Absolutely. They may be Well, some of, some
4: of them might. I'm sure there was bad play calling there as well. By the way, Illinois Women's Hoops wins
3: 93 to 54. They are still undefeated in the young season. Some texts uh, from two one seven. I love the effort this team had today. I was expecting a blowout that didn't happen. That's a win in my book. Now, if Illinois, Iowa, and Purdue end in a tie at five and four, who goes to the championship? Purdue beat Illinois. Illinois beat Iowa. Iowa beat Purdue. And what if Minnesota also ends up five and four? Uh, well, uh, well, Iowa would get the. It goes to your head-to-head play with each other. Is what happens if there's a three-way or four-way tie, and then after that it goes to the next common opponent in the division, and then there's a whole series of cascading what ifs. At some point, it ends up in a draw, names out of a hat. But uh, I, I don't know if it's possible still.
4: I don't. know. I
3: don't know if it's possible that I guess every yeah mathematically everyone can still little five and four so. Um. Hey, fellows. Wanted to know if pass interference rules have changed over the years. Now it's nowadays it seems it's, these guys are mugging each other. I don't know how refs can call it fairly. It's it's. All, haven't really. It really. It's just about how they decide to call it that day.
4: So much of football is subjective, right? You know. You, yeah. It's it's kind of like foot or basketball in a sense with fouls. You know. Sometimes it looks like a foul. Sometimes it it doesn't look like a foul. It depends on what color glasses that you have on at the time. It depends on how the game is being called. It's not black and white, and I think that's why you often get these kinds of conversations no matter the game. Uh,
3: Sarah for president, says a texture. Uh, So Sarah's got some support in her corner. Too heartbreaking to call in, says the 937 but still love my Illini. Eight and four is a very good season. Um, 217 says we got the trifecta late in the game from the officials. Holding call, pass interference, and the catch up held. I wonder if Coach B would have gone for it on fourth and one on that last possession. Ooh, that's really deep in your own territory with yeah. them just needing a field goal. I don't think uh, the analytics hold up there. Uh, and a three one four. Says Illinois's execution on offense, their last series resembled your execution with audio this morning. You botched several. It gets old. Wow! Right there, you, right there. Oh, truth hurts. Yeah, truth you hurts. But you know
4: what? You couldn't do my job. I, I don't care what you think.
3: You know what? It, well, it was a collective botching between you and me. Yeah. Um. But but you know what? We just gotta look in the mirror. You're right. We gotta be better. We just gotta be better. We're gonna go to work. We're gonna we're gonna work on getting better. That's all. That's all we can do, right?
4: Uh, yeah. Exactly.
3: That's all we can do. Appreciate the truth, right there. Okay. Back in a moment. Fasteners, et cetera, Post game show. Got some calls waiting, and some more
1: texts. It's the Fasteners, etc. Post game show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line two one seven. or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357 First and 10 Illinois the Michigan 37
2: DeVito gives to Brown around the right in And the Illini lead in Ann Arbor 16 to 10. How do you like that? And this place just went silent.
3: They liked it a lot when Illinois went up 17 to 10. But unfortunately for the Illini, 9 unanswered for Michigan. And they went at 19 to 17. 35-yard field goal from Jake Moody. Uh, with just with nine seconds remaining, is the scoring difference in the ball game? Fasteners, cetera Post game show. Scott and Evan and Joey here with you. Uh, Michael not with us, as courses he's making his way back with the team on the plane. Let's go to the phones. And Gary is in Rantoul. Good afternoon, Gary.
15: Yeah, guys, listen to the show. Uh, I think you're wrong, Evan. How many how many uh, linemen did uh, Michigan have at the line scrimmage the last series?
4: Um, probably four.
15: Oh, whoa, 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 go back and look. I mean, they were stacked like crazy, and they knew exactly, exactly what we were going to do. And I the whole the point. The record.
4: whole point is you can't stop the clock for the other team. That's that's, that's the okay. difference. Okay,
15: so it's not like we got a dud back here throwing the football. I and mean, he's a seventy percent completion. Thrower. No. Nope. So let him nope. make it. Does him.
4: not matter. Does not matter. Oh, you you, you can watch it. They're going to do the same thing tomorrow in the NFL. That's a situation. You put it in Chase Brown's hands and you say, Get me 10 yards. That's all they got to do. Okay. That's all they got to do. He's done it. He did it four times in this game. Not
15: in the circumstances when they know that you're going to run the football. I mean, everybody is stating. stadium you're going to. So do. Lawrence Tate always says, Do what they don't want you to do and certainly they didn't want us to throw it, because I'm sure we're going to have guys wide open. 17-point underdog going there and win the dang gosh darn game and running chasing them, and chasing and line of scrimmage is just insane. And, you know, he hit it against Michigan State and Purdue as well. I mean, look look what uh, Northwestern and Indiana did against them teams today. Uh, his play call in the last few weeks has not been very good. And, okay, let's assume that we did throw some passes and they were incomplete. So there's three minutes to go in the game. So Michigan goes down, kicks a field goal. Now there might be a minute and a half or two minutes left in the game. And now
4: we got time to go and kick a field goal. That's or not, no, no, you play, you play to hold right. on to the ball. You don't play to say, oh, well, if we give it back, you know, they might score faster. No, you hold on to the ball and the game is over. Okay. I re- uh, I, I'm I reminded I of uh, – right. Ask, ask, ask 90% of offensive coordinators. I promise you that is exactly what they're going to do. And the 10% that choose to pass it and give the ball back, lose.
3: I'm reminded at the end of Hoosiers when, uh, you know, when Gene Hackman says, uh, Jimmy, they're going to expect the, the ball coming into you, so we're going to go to so-and-so. And then the whole team is looking to check and he's like, what? And he's like, coach, I'm going to make it. You know, it's like, put the ball in the hands of the guy. That is the best player. I mean, and you know, it's more than one player when it comes to football.
4: No, it's the same. It's the same thing for three weeks. If you go back and watch the tape, the guards and Alex Pilstrom have been getting beat like they stole something. And if they aren't getting any surge, Chase Brown has to do it all on his own. Go back and look at those long runs that he had today. He finds holes, and he makes plays happen all the time. If there aren't hat-on-a-hat hat kind of players up there on the front, he can't do anything. You're not going to pass the ball there. I just I just can't say it enough. Go talk to an offensive coordinator, somebody who's actually done football.
3: Scott is in Catlin. He is with us now. Hi, Scott.
10: Hey, how you doing? Evan, you couldn't be more wrong. Boy, I wish you would listen instead of stop talking for a second. It would do everybody some good. To be real smart. Like the guy said, they're stacking the line of scrimmage. They're expecting the run. You've got Tommy DeVito. You've trusted him all game and all year. He doesn't throw bad interceptions. You've got to put the ball there. Do something different. Like a screen. They did. They did on else. third down and he, he got sacked. sacked. Just, they did it on third down and he got sacked. Aaron, you're wrong, man. You are wrong.
4: So sure, what happened? What happened when they tried to pass the ball? Yeah, what, then
10: you tell me what they do in the third quarter when they scored 14 points. You tell me what they did.
4: It's a different game script. Did you, did the third the quarter, quarter isn't the fourth quarter. The right. game script changes everything. Again, football is not black and white. What you do in the third quarter isn't the same as what you do in the first quarter. Isn't the same as you do in the fourth quarter. Why did Blake Corum go off on that first drive? And Michigan's offense changed because the the script changed. Teams have 10 plays set up and they're usually pretty successful at it. That's why Illinois has been pretty good on first drives this year. That's why Barry Lunny's pretty good at his job. And then the game script changes. You hold on to the ball. That I, I I'm just gonna keep saying it. You guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. Let's get to our keys of
3: the game, and they're brought to you by Game Day Spirit with the best selection of University of Illinois apparel. Hickory Point Bank, with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community. Hickory Point Bank invested. And Rudy Wealth Management, a family-owned wealth management firm that strives to help clients achieve their goals in retirement. Uh, all right. An un- understated point of this game that I'm going to use for a key with special teams. Blake, Yeah, nobody us, wants to talk about
4: every single scoring drive that Michigan had. They had to go less than 60 yards. When they had terrible field position, they didn't score. Uh, uh,
3: Let's see. Their touchdown at the beginning was from the 25. drive. Yeah, and then after that, field goal for them started at their own 48. Field goal started at Illinois' 38. Field goal started at their own 31. And the last field goal, uh, that was deep in Illinois territory.
4: It's everybody else's fault. It's never mine, you know.
3: Anyway, I, I mean, and, and not to hang it all on Hugh Robertson, he had a season-long 64-yarder with I the saved a good run, I saved a good that. Goal. I saved that. Thought,
4: I thought that might be a highlight at some point. Yeah. Um, but
3: he also had some some very short punts. I know there was wind issues and whatnot, and and like I said, we, just like you said, you can't pin it all on one guy. But I just think that was an underappreciated aspect of, uh, of this game. And in a two-point game, there's always going to be reasons.
4: Yeah, I, I thought the the key that kept Illinois in this game was the defensive line. I, I, oh, yeah. I thought that the way that Barry Lonnie and the defense kind of schemed it up because J.J. McCarthy showed that he's not a very good quarterback. I, I, I thought the way that they attacked on the defensive front was really good. And on the offensive side, the offensive line was getting beat. And again, Michigan is has a really good front seven. I mean, they're not ranked number one on defense in the country for no reason. But I didn't think the offensive line had the best of days, which has happened for three weeks now. And that's what happens. You don't get you you don't get the running game going. It only comes in spurts. You can't sustain drives. Five of thirteen here on third down. O of two on fourth down. You, you can't do anything if you keep giving the ball back to Michigan, who had it for 35 minutes today.
3: All right, we're back in a moment. Uh, we'll get one more look at the scoreboard. Pastors, et cetera, post-game show.
12: You know, Chase is a, a phenomenal football player. He's an incredible person. Uh, very very fortunate to have him on our program. He uh, had a challenge last Sunday to, you know, basically uh, get healthy. He lived in that training room. I give uh, our trainers a lot, of, a lot of credit, and our doctors uh, did everything I knew. Wednesday or Thursday, he was feeling pretty good. Said, hey, coach, I'm going to be good to go. And obviously showed up and did it once again today. Just, uh, just a little bit short in the end.
3: Chase Brown with another 140-yard game. There's only been one game this year where he didn't gain at least 100 yards. And that game was a game where he gained 98. And, and that was a game where the uh, referees had trouble spotting the ball accurately, too. Scott, Evan, and Joey with you. We'll get a scoreboard update here in just a moment. Some text, You guys say it's not on the offensive coordinator, that we're just not as good as the opposition's defensive line, but we are better than Purdue and Michigan State. How is this not on the offensive coordinator? Again, from my perspective, I'm not saying the offensive coordinator has nothing to look at or reevaluate, but those were different games. Players play differently in different games. There's uh, 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 matchup issues. There's all kinds of things that can contribute to to why you play better or not. I thought Illinois, uh, you know, came to play today. And and they brought pretty much their best, but it, it just wasn't good enough at at the end of it. It just it just wasn't. Look out, radio people! Orange Kool Aid Man is moving in to smash all your knobs with the bumps. In all seriousness, you all are great and a favorite part of my week every week. Great job with the show. Let's go, Illinois. That's from I, a I three can't tell.
4: I can't tell if he's doing an, an ode to the corn song or what, because that's the the lump with the knobs. Oh, he's got the knob with it's corns. It's It's corn. corn. Yeah. Can't imagine a more wonderful thing.
3: It's corn. By the way, I just want to let everybody know who's listening in in Vegas here. There's a a fire going on in Frank Sinatra Boulevard near an intersection. Stop. I'm not kidding you. There's a a significant blaze happening. I don't know if it's a vehicle or a transformer or what, but uh, traffic's backed up. I'm looking out the hotel window. So you might want to seek an alternate route if you're here in Vegas. I love that update. (laughs) Not as good as the update that's coming here from Joey Wright with one more look at our scoreboard.
14: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll do my best to top that. Uh, let's narrow in on, on some Big Ten games. Ran through a couple of uh, Top 25 games earlier, but there are a handful of Big Ten games in progress. And let's start with Maryland at halftime. Could be a big upset brewing um, uh, Terps over the over the Buckeyes right now. 13-10, again, that game's at half. Ohio State number two in the country. That's right. Penn State, number 11, they are leading at Rutgers 28-10. 19 seconds left in the second quarter, so Penn State looking good there early on. Iowa, they are leading Minnesota 10-7, 38 seconds to halftime in Minneapolis. Michigan, well, I guess we know the score of that game. Number three, Wolverines take down Illinois, 19-17, as we're talking about. Wisconsin 15, Nebraska 14 in Nebraska. Narrow win for the Badgers, but they get the job done. Purdue beats Northwestern 17-9. And Indiana in double overtime goes to East Lansing and beats Michigan State 39-31. Good one there uh, in East Lansing. Uh, Local game, high school game, I saw go final just a moment ago. Heartbreak for the Unity Rockets. They fall to Williamsville in the Class 3A semifinals 12-7. They led for a majority of that game, just a narrow lead. It was a, a defensive battle, and Williamsville pulls away late. So they'll play at Memorial Stadium next week, but a good season for the Rockets. They'll finish, I believe, 11-2 and two is where they'll uh, wrap things up.
4: Isn't Williamsville usually a thorn in the side of teams around this area i, yeah. I think monticello tends to face them at, at some point most of the time and they get knocked off
14: that's fair to say uh over near springfield i want to say it's a little north of springfield someone check my gi ge- it's Oof. one direction away from springfield not all that far and, and a good power you know good uh, good 3a football team you know 2a uh, and a lot of other sports a, it's a tough matchup mm-hmm. tough for the rockets but a good season Illinois women's basketball won earlier pretty handily against Evansville. Good uh, win for the, the... I don't have the exact score in front of me, actually. I think Scott 93, Beatty... 93-54.
3: 93-54. Yeah, and uh, Makaira Cook with 17, and Genesis Bryant leads all scorers with 19. Illinois had 51 rebounds against 28 for Evansville.
14: Not bad. Evansville out of the Missouri Valley Conference. That's a that's a good women's basketball conference. Good games for Illinois to schedule. Um, a good win. You know, a game, Evansville's been kind of down in the MBC, but that's a game Illinois uh, scheduled to win, and they, they should have won that game, and they came out and took care of business.
3: Look at you pleading ignorance on women's hoops in the Missouri Valley and <laughs> giving us all kinds of context.
14: As I mentioned, Bradley a winner against McNeese State, a common opponent with no. Illinois. They both took care of business
3: have to come down to Illinois and Bradley someday
14: that's right
3: all right thank you much Joey thank Illinois, you yeah yep, <laughs> Illinois football uh loses 19 to 17 we'll do final call
4: wait, we, oh, wait. I, I think we have a phone call here
3: oh we do okay yeah.
4: um, looks like I'm Jeff's just... with us in New York
3: oh okay the guy's so nice they put two F's in his name <laughs>
4: New York, New York. In Scott says that well,
8: joke Well, thank every you, time. guys. I could uh, use a little chuckle after that. <laughs> um, Evan, uh, I want to defend you. Um, I don't I, need it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I know you don't, but I want to uh, express it because I think you're quite right. I mean, what does it mean? Of course everybody knows that uh, the ball is going to be in the hands of the best player on the the field—it's just the same in any other sport. Uh, for example, in basketball, with uh, the game on the line and uh, the last-second shot, everybody knows—you know—that Michael Jordan was going to take it in that uh, NCAA games long ago. Uh, you know, um, and nobody could do anything about it. That's why you put the ball in the hands of the best player on the field. So, anybody saying—you know—some of the comments that I've heard have just frankly been asinine in my view. So I know you don't need it and I know you won't let it get to you, but uh, I wanted to just throw that out there. What else I wanted to throw out there was uh, I want to back up a little bit and say my piece about the officiating. Um, I remember the Anthony Thomas game very clearly and a lot of other uh, heartache against Michigan over the years. Uh, I also remember the 1983 game at Memorial Stadium when uh, Bo Schembechler slunk off the field with his tail between his legs. My point is I think that uh, that Coach Bielema summed it up beautifully with those words soul-destroying about some of this stuff and some of the things that we have seen um, this year. I mean, the, we had problems with – in the two games that were called by the crew that handled Indiana and Michigan state. I don't care that the league or that the official apologizes to coach Bielema. I don't think that he should see that he should be anywhere near a big 10 game unless he buys a ticket <laughs> and the same with the rest of those guys. The, uh, the, uh, back judge, I believe it was that Martin pointed out, uh, through his flag so that uh, his family would know he was on the field. Yeah, right. You know, these these guys have been appalling. And the caller that said earlier that he detests the league, I I don't really want to quite go there, but I understand his views perfectly well. Um, you know, it, yeah, the, the have constantly get these calls especially Michigan in uh in uh what they call the big house I have other terms for it (laughs) um you know it it's it's incredibly frustrating and for coach to be going through what he's going through and have this yeah that is soul destroying and you know these these guys should not be uh officiating at, at the Big Ten level I mean The only time I can recall ever seeing one of these guys get his comeuppance was sometime, I believe it was in the late 90s, when Lon Krueger was our basketball coach and took us into Bloomington. And Ted Valentine, I don't know if he still works in the Big Ten, but he had the guts to call two technical fouls on Indiana's coach at the time, who was Lou Watson's successor. One of the things I really admire about Lauren Tate was uh, that for about 20-plus years, he didn't mention uh, that individual by name in his columns. He relented. <laughs> All I can say is it shows Mr. Tate is a nicer guy than I am sometimes, <laughs> that he relented and, and continues to mention his name. But I'll refer to him as Lou Watson's successor. And Ted Valentine had the guts to give him two technicals and boot him in front of his home own fans. But other than that, all the incidents that we had, Lou Henson striding out onto the court at Bloomington in his orange blazer to confront Tom Rucker, you know, uh, whom I regarded as uh, Indiana's 25th-year freshman head cheerleader uh, (laughs) in all the years that he did the Big Ten. I assure you guys I'm stone-cold sober here, but I'm feeling some emotion and... (laughs) this is kind of where we go to share it, which I'm grateful for.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we we appreciate it. And and I I know the fish eating leaves some question marks. I I don't know in today's game if it would have been a difference maker, um, if it was spot on and, I'll be the first to say we don't we don't talk about officiating when we think it's great. We just only talk about it when we think it was a problem. <laughs> um, and and officials shouldn't be into their profession if they're looking for, for accolades. But all I can tell you is there is some evaluation process, and you got to hope that there is uh, accountability that that they get better, just as any of us uh, should want to and and have a means
8: to get better in really our own jobs. I have a lot of optimism because as I recall, yeah, I know. I
9: forget
8: it. <laughs> I forget his name, but the man who made the calls in the Anthony Thomas game actually was made supervisor, the Big Ten supervisor of officials. So I don't have a lot of optimism there, I'm afraid. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they did get replay after that, but yeah. Yeah, but anyways. All right, um, thank you, Jeff. My pleasure. Listen, um, enjoyed the show tonight. I really enjoy being able to to share things with other Illini fans, it's uh, it's lots of fun, and it's cathartic, too, <laughs> yep. and that's all a good thing. Yep. That's what we're here for, some therapy. Indeed. Okay. Have a great night, guys.
4: All right. I, I feel I, I, I like this job the most, I think, because doing this post-game show sheds any feelings I had about the game. Like, I, I honestly don't even care once we get into the postgame show because it's it's all about your thoughts and, and whatever I have to say. You know, you guys could tell me I'm wrong, and I don't care because this show is for you guys. So we appreciate anybody who gives their opinion, right or wrong, good or bad.
3: <laughs> um, all right, we'll do last call in just a moment. And we, I know we got at least one more. Stay with us. Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show.
12: You know, excited to uh, obviously Northwestern have a lot of respect for their program. Obviously, last year we were able to win that one. Uh, I think that was the first time they, we had won in six years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of pride in this football team, the way they played out there today. They showed they could play with literally anybody in the country. Um, you know, I think you'll just have a very angry uh, football team during the course of the week and get ourselves healthy and see where we can play on, uh, on yeah. Saturday against a rival.
3: Brett Bielma has just tweeted. And he has retweeted the pick play. Oh. I don't I don't know who the original texture is. He's retweeted somebody who shows the play. And Brett Bielma says to all hashtag ILL players, coaches, and especially for our fans, we will work all week in practice to defend this play, especially on fourth down. <laughs> Hashtag family. And I have not pulled off the uh replies, but the first one that replied said to Brett Bielma, I love you. <laughs> 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 that is um that is a that is a way to make your feelings known without getting a fine. I heard about another coach saying, you know, after the game, my wife was really upset with this call and that call. She thought that the officials did a poor job with this situation. (laughs) I'm not saying anything. Y'all can't find me.
4: (laughs) Genius. Just genius. All
3: right. All right. Phone line 217-356-9397. Benny's in Champagne. Hey, Benny.
10: Hi, Scott. Hi, Evan. Uh, I wasn't gonna call today. Uh, I did text a comment, but, uh, Evan, I just want to tell you, not, not, not Jeff, but the last other two callers, you know, you didn't deserve that, Evan, okay? You really <laughs> did not deserve to be spoke to that way. I and thrive I under it. In, I know, but it's still. Come on, when you call a post-game show, win or lose, Think about what you're going to say before you call in. Get your thoughts together before you call in. Don't don't be rude. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 you know I'm disappointed that we lost. I don't like Michigan, and I wanted to beat them. And those players today, our line players, played hard. They wanted to win that game for Coach Bielema. I share Coach Bielema's pain. I know what it's like to lose loved ones. I lost both my parents nine days apart from each other in 2008. So I share the pain that Coach Beelum is going through, and I am confident we are going to beat Northwestern in Evanston and retain the Land of Lincoln trophy. And, Scott, great job last night on calling that basketball game and Filling in for Brian, you did a great job. I'll be listening to you tomorrow, Scott. Let's beat Virginia tomorrow, and let's beat Northwestern next Saturday, and let's get ready for whatever bowl game we go to. And I still say that Coach Bealma deserves to be the coach of the year.
3: Thank you very much, Benny. We appreciate your kind
4: words. How fun was that and, last night?
3: Oh, that was a gas. I um, mean, it was. It was. It, it was, was
4: an Illinois know, home game. And they got it, to beat a top-ten team.
3: You know, I don't know what the arena... The, the, the upper deck was draped off, so it was really it was the lower bowl. And it, to me, it felt like a year at Bragg and Rights where it's mostly Illini fans, <laughs> and it's not really split 50-50. Now, I think, unscientifically, I think the second-largest fan base here is Virginia, so it'll be really interesting mm-hmm. to see how it sounds tomorrow. Uh, but you just see Illini fans all over the place, uh, uh, around here. It, it's it that, that was pretty cool. I will say it was also a little bit stressful cuz it was just all of a sudden it was wham and a flurry of things were going on and sometimes you couldn't see everything was and, you know <laughs> and it's like sincere Harris would you calm down a second I'm trying to write something down in the score sheet and he's got another steal. Um but that that you can't you was, can't take
4: your eyes off the floor with this team. They're no. way too fast.
3: They yeah, they are they are really fast. So it was uh it was quite the experience, and we'll see what. I mean, I really didn't think they were going to win that game. When they got down, I thought it, they were dead in the water. They just, you know, you don't have it. and I was starting to already think, well, you know, UCLA, they're they're good, and they're you know thinking about a Final Four, and Illinois is early in the season, and they just aren't playing well. And all of a sudden, they got after it. So well, it's, it's a, a forty-minute game. Yeah, and I appreciate the words, Benny, and I, 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 I feel like. I, I got you, you, you I, if you've ever like rented a car and you get your standard car and then all of a sudden oh it's a free upgrade or something or you know we're gonna give you the luxury vehicle or you get the sports car to to, to it's like oh for, it's like for the weekend I get to drive the sports car you know <laughs> I'm very happy with my uh, minivan it's a great vehicle or you know or my or my sedan I'm just saying when you get a chance to call Illinois basketball
4: I it's, thought it's a privilege and I thought this weekend was. Maybe for a while, going to work out kind of like that weekend in 2019. Illinois basketball gets a win on Friday. Illinois football gets an upset win on sun- Saturday. Whatever happens oh, I'm in on, a desert. On, on Sunday, you know, would have been house money. But still, st- I mean, w- what Illinois did today 18 point underdogs. You didn't know if Chase Brown was going to play. You were down a defensive back. And, and you took a team that. If they beat Ohio State next week, they're in the college football playoff for a second straight year. Illinois if they
3: played, lose to Ohio State next week, they may be in the college football playoff.
4: <laughs> that too. I mean, Illinois is right there. And some of these things you know, that don't translate week to week or, or that break differently, that's why we play the games. And you can see the progress overall where Illinois football is headed. And this didn't happen three years ago. This didn't happen five years ago. I, I, It's headed in the right direction. That's all I got to say. Same with basketball. Y'all wanted to jump off at 12 and 21. Now look where Brad Underwood's got y'all.
3: Pretty good time to be an Illini fan. And if you've been through the hard times in the valleys, it's uh, it's uh, even maybe more appreciative. And if you're just hopping on, welcome aboard as well. <laughs> Welcome aboard as well. I'm also happy to report that the uh, situation is under control at the Las Vegas freeway in Flamingo. <laughs> I was worried that might spread, you know. I, I hear they've yeah. got droughts out there. I don't know what was going on because there was, like, pedestrians just walking by this fire. <laughs> it's Vegas. It was on the I other mean, side of a concrete you know. barrier, but, there, you know, it's Vegas too. So <laughs> There's a lot of things you see around here that doesn't rattle you after a little bit. Uh, but it did not involve a vehicle. Are you going to come back and a
10: changed man?
3: Is that what you are telling me? <laughs> First, <laughs> has Vegas has Vegas done something to you? <laughs> um, I can tell you, spending about a quarter mile on the strip is has had an impact on my life. I, I will I will just leave it at that. It's a it's a weekend uh, that
4: will change your life, right? It's like brain State, but for adults.
3: Brian said it best. He goes after a while. Yeah, that's enough. And I, I, <laughs> uh, um, it's it's not for everyone. I'll just put it that, but uh, the accommodations are, are are very nice. All right, I, that's going to be it. Uh, we're going to be on tomorrow. Um, Steve Kelly and you, Evan and uh, and Lauren, will have game day tomorrow. That is at twelve noon mm-hmm. on Light Rock 97.5.
4: and here for a little bit.
3: Yep, and then Illinois volleyball on Newstalk fourteen hundred and ninety three nine FM. That's at twelve forty five. And tip-off for Illinois and Virginia tomorrow at 2. And afterwards, another post-game show. It's a
4: full weekend. We love it. There's another game. This is what's the beauty of sports. And, hey, if you agree with my opinions, you disagree with my opinions, I sometimes put them on Twitter. Follow me at TheRealEcon. You can go to Econ101.
5: Joey
3: Wright uh, helping us out on the phones, on the updates. Our engineer is Ed Bond. Our general manager is Grant Thompson. For Evan Kahn, I'm Scott Thady. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, everybody.
15: The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.